You are listening to the weekly Parsha podcast recorded with Hashem's gracious and loving kindness in Ramapet Shemesh, Israel, 5768-2008. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Tzav. We have numerous different karbonos, different sacrifices that are mentioned in this week's Parsha. I'd like to focus specifically on one of those karbonos, one of those sacrifices, and that is the Korban Toda, the Thanksgiving offering. Now the Korban Toda unlike all of the other karbonos that were, that were brought in the Beis HaMikdash or in the Mishkan, the korban told that this Thanksgiving offering was brought with a very unusual side entree. It was brought with 40 different loaves of bread, four different types of bread, and 10 of each. And interestingly, whereas by different korbanos, different korban shlamim, so you actually have two days to eat the korban, with the korban toda, you only had one day to eat the korban, a day and a night. That's all you had. You had to complete eating all of the food from the carbon itself, all of the meat of the carbon of the sacrifice. And you also had to eat all of the bread, 40 loaves of bread you had to complete by that night. Now Rashi tells us that this korban, this sacrifice, was not actually brought at any moment where you felt like thanking Hashem. But rather it was brought, Rashi says, Hayda'a al-Nais, as a thanksgiving offering for some kind of miracle that, that occurred. Now Rashi lists the four categories of miracles that occurred that a person would bring a korban toda. The first is Yor Dehayam, those who had been down on the sea, meaning they had gone on a ship across the sea, so they have to bring a thanksgiving offering that they arrived safely. The second one is Holchemid Baros, those who walk through deserts. A person who walks through a desert, which is a very dangerous and life-threatening place, and he arrives safely at his destination, so he has to bring a korban toda, a thanksgiving offering. The third category is Chavushe Beis Ha'asurim, someone who is imprisoned in prison. So someone like that has come out safely, he has to bring a thanksgiving offering to Hashem. And the fourth category, the fourth type of person, is a Cholesh Nesrape, a person who is sick with some kind of life-threatening illness, and he became well. Now, there are a few questions that present themselves that are, would seem to be quite obvious to ask. Need explanation, Mirz Hashem, Bezus Hashem, with Hashem's help, we will try to understand these questions. The first question I'd like to point out, as we said, is that a person had to be able somehow to complete eating 40 loaves of bread, as well as all of the meat from his sacrifice, all that in one day and one night. The same day and the same night. How is it humanly possible to be able to eat so much food in one day? It seems like an outrageous request that Hashem is making from us, heaven forbid. That's the first point. What's the understanding of that? The second point is, Rashi says that the thing that we're going to do here, we're coming to say thanks for, is a nace, a miracle. Hashem saved us miraculously. Well, if I were to ask you what's a miracle, I would say, okay, I was in some kind of tremendously difficult situation, and an unbelievable thing happened. I transported from here to there, and I was saved. Miracle, miraculous. A miracle? I walked through the, I walked through the desert without getting killed. That's a miracle. I went across the sea and I didn't get killed. That's a miracle. I was inside of a prison and I came out of the prison. That's a miracle. I was sick and I became better. That's a miracle. It needs explanation. Why is it that we only give this Korban Toda for something which on the surface doesn't even seem to be so miraculous? Perhaps, you know, I prayed and I asked Hashem to save me, to help me. But these are all things that on the surface they don't seem to be tremendous miracles. Why are these the things that we thank Hashem for? And why are these the things that we bring a Korban Toda, the special thank you sacrifice to Hashem? To compound this question, I'd like to tell you a story that I heard from Rav Noach Weinberg, he should be well. Rav Noach Weinberg is the Rosh Hashiva of Eish HaTorah. I once heard him speak, 
And he said a very interesting story. There was once a, a young man who came to him, a motorcyclist. And he says to Rav Noah Weimer, he says, you know, it's very nice, all this tshuva stuff, you know, coming back to God and doing the commandments and stuff like that. It's very nice, but you know, it's not for me. I don't need to do that because, you know, I have a special relationship with God. God really loves me. So Rav Noah Weinberg, his interest has peaked. He's like, okay, that's very interesting. What makes you think that God loves you so much? And he says, well, you know, I was riding my bike and I came around this, this really crazy turn and I the bike flipped over and over and over and I for sure could have gotten killed. And miraculously, nothing happened to me. I didn't even get a scratch. It was a miracle. It was clear to me that God loves me and is taking care of me all the time. That's what this young man said to Rav Noah Weinberg. To which Rav Noah Weinberg said to him a very interesting question. He said to him, tell me something. What makes you think that God loves you? Because he saved you and you didn't get hurt at all? And he said, yeah. So Rav Weinberg said to him, well, who was it in fact that, that sent you off and made your motorcycle get turned over in the first place? Tell me, who was that? Was it God? So does he love you or not? If he loves you, why did he send you tumbling over and over? And if he doesn't love you, then why did he save you? Now before I tell you the answer to this question that Rav Weinberg asked, so this same question we can ask by a person who's bringing the korban to he's bringing this korban, this thank you offering to Hashem. Why? Because he didn't get killed. He, he didn't drown in the sea, and he, and he went through this difficult situation. He got very sick, and he became better. He was put in jail, and he, he was able to come out of jail. You could ask the same question. What's the thanks for? Does Hashem love me or not? When I go undergo such a difficult situation, how am I saying thank you for something? Hashem was the one who put me in the situation in the first place. Hashem was the one who made me sick. Now He's made me better. That's true. Hashem is the one who put me in, in, in jail. Now He's, he's taken me out. That's true. What's the understanding? How do we understand this Thanksgiving offering for something that Hashem saved us from a situation that seemingly Hashem Himself put us in? How do we understand this? So to begin answering these questions, let's turn now to the Enyana Dioma the current topics of discussion in Judaism. What is that? We're now entering into the Chag of Purim. This wonderful, wonderful Chag of Purim. And everybody knows the story of Purim that Mordechai, the Jew, he wouldn't bow down to Haman, this evil, evil person. He wouldn't bow down to him. And because of that, Haman, he went and he made a decree upon all of the Jews that all the Jews throughout the land of Persia throughout 127 different provinces of, under King Ahasuerus, under Persian rule, they should all, all the Jews in all those places should be destroyed, man, woman, and child. Everyone. All because Mordechai would not bow down, or seemingly because Mordechai would not bow down to Haman. And then what happened, all of the Jews, they got together, and they daven to Hashem, they put on sackcloth, they realized there was a horrible decree that had come out from heaven, that Hashem had decided they had done something horrible, horribly wrong, and therefore they all prayed to Hashem, they did shuva. And they returned to Hashem. And because of that, the whole story was Megalgel. It rolled to the point where Esther the queen, who somehow just happened to be in the palace, to happen to have become the queen, and also happened to be the niece of Mordechai, was able to ask Ahasuerus to kill Haman and prevent this whole tragedy from occurring to the Jewish people. And when the Jews heard that this entire decree was annulled, they had a tremendous amount of simcha, tremendous amount of simcha, which we celebrate to this day with the most joyous day of the year, which is Purim. That day when Hashem saved us from something which seemed to be a horrible decree, a decree to annihilate the entire Jewish, na Jewish nation. He saved us, Hashem saved us. Behind the scenes, there was no obvious intervention on the part of Hashem. The Jews had this tremendous 
joy, light. The Jews had a tremendous amount of joy and light and honor. All this because they had this tremendous difficulty, this threat of annihilation standing upon them. They did tshuva, they repented, and Hashem saved them. Now on the surface level, in a shallow way we could say, very superficially, that why does Hashem give us difficulties sometimes? Why does He do it? Because we don't really appreciate the good that we have until we lose the good that we have. We don't appreciate the fact that our body systems are working well until we see someone who's heaven forbid sick. We don't appreciate our health until we've become sick and we've been healed. We don't appreciate our freedom until we've gone and we've been put in jail and we get our freedom back. We don't appreciate the fact that we have life until we go through a dangerous situation and we're saved from that situation. That's a superficial and very simple way of understanding why Hashem would do such a thing and why we have this tremendous gratitude for the salvation Hashem brings. Even though Hashem brought the difficulty upon us in the first place, but we have gratitude because now we can recognize the good things that we have and we can appreciate those things anew. That's one level of understanding what's so good about it. And that's why the Jews had this tremendous simcha, because they were saved from this decree of annihilation. However, there's something deeper that's happening here, much deeper. And to understand this, we need to go back to the beginning, to the source. Why was it that the Jews in Shushan, in all of the 127 provinces of Ahasuerus, why was it that they had this decree placed upon them to annihilate every single man, woman, and child, everyone, all the Jews. Why was it that this was placed upon them? Chazal, our sages, tell us that the reason was because they were nena harasha. They enjoyed the Suda. At the very beginning of the Megillah, we, we read about the story that Achashverosh made a Suda, a tremendous party. And this party, for 180 days, they, he made a party for all of his Medinos, all of his provinces. And all of the people in all of his provinces were invited to this tremendous party. And now they asked, the Jews asked Mordechai, Mordechai the great tzaddik, the great righteous Yehudi, they asked him, should we go to this party or not? You know, if we don't go, we won't be showing proper respect to the king. We should go to this party. And Mordechai said, you can't go to this party because do you know what this party represents? Why was Ahasuerus making this big party? Ahasuerus was making this party because he was so joyful that 70 years had passed since the Beis Hamikdash, the great temple, had been destroyed. And there was a prophecy, the Jews had a prophecy, that after 70 years, the temple would be rebuilt. And according to his calculation, 70 years had passed, the temple had not been rebuilt. This was a sign that, that Hashem, that God, had left His people. Hashem wasn't interested in the Jews anymore. That was why he was making this tremendous party. And that's why the verse says that he brought in the Kalim Mikalim Shoinim. He brought in these vessels from unusual vessels. Our sages tell us what were those vessels? Those were the Kalim, the cups, and the assorted different Kalim utensils that were used in the base Hamikdash, in the temple itself. This was why Mordechai said to them, you cannot in any way, shape, or form take part in this party because this party represents the fact that Hashem has left us and heaven forbid, it's not true. But unfortunately, the people of Israel, the Jews, they didn't listen to Mordechai and they said, well, we can't, we have to, you know, we have to show face. We have to be there. It's not right. The king's going to think bad of the Jews. They made their own cheshbon, their own calculations why they should go and they didn't listen to Mordechai. And that's why the whole story of Purim began. And that's why there was a decree of annihilation upon the entire Jewish people. Because they did not listen to their gadol, they did not listen to the great tzaddik Mordechai who told them that they shouldn't partake in it. And because they didn't listen, therefore Hashem was very upset. 
And that's why Hashem made this decree upon the Jewish people of utter annihilation. And that's why they had to do tshuva. They were able to repent and annul this decree. Now on a deeper level, I would say that the understanding is like this. It's mamash, what I'm going to tell you now is beautiful. It's sweet as sugar, sweet as honey. Hashem saw the people of Israel and He said, I love my people of Israel. But what did they do? They went and they partook of this festive meal, the Suda of Achashverosh, where He was celebrating the downfall of the people of Israel and their, disconnect, their disconnection from Hashem, which meant that they believed that there was a disconnection from Hashem. So Hashem looked down and He saw that and He said, how can I draw my people back to me? How can I bring my people back to me? Hashem knows that when do the people of Israel reconnect to Him? When do they come together? When do they do tshuva? When they have something difficult. A difficult decree is upon them. So because of the fact that they, Hashem saw that they were distant, that's why Hashem put the decree upon them in order that they do tshuva, in order that they repent and they come to this tremendously high level of ayra v'simcha v'sosim v'kar, light and joy and preciousness to Hashem. That's why Hashem puts us sometimes through difficult times. True, it's also because to, to show us the contrast between the good things that we have and the bad things that we have. But even more so, Hashem puts us through these things because He wants us to reconnect to Him. And He knows that when we go through difficult times, naturally Hashem made us this way, that the way that we connect to Hashem and that we reconnect to spirituality is through difficulty. And that's why the four places, the four circumstances that we bring a Korban Toda, this Thanksgiving offering to Hashem, are all cases where we went through a difficult situation and some of them are where Hashem placed us in a difficult situation. And the whole reason that we're thanking Hashem is not just for saving us and for giving us all these good things, but actually we're thanking Hashem for drawing us close to Him, for recognizing that we've distanced ourselves in some way from Him and drawing us close by giving us something to pull us back into Him. That's why we're thanking Hashem. That's what this carbon toda is. Incredible thanks. Toida Lashem, Yoidu Lashem Adam. Rashi brings down that's the Makor, the, the source of this is from the verse that says, Praise Hashem for his kindness, Adam, and his wonders to people. And the wonder here, the nace is that we have reconnected to Hashem. That's the nace. And Rashi says that this is something that we have to do in public. We have to thank Hashem. We have to reconnect to Him. And this is something that we have to do. We have to say thank you in front of many, many people. That's the reason why there are so many chalas. There are 40, 40 loaves of bread. The reason is because it's impossible to eat it by yourself. That's right. You can't possibly eat it by that night by yourself. You have to bring loads and loads of people to eat it together with you because you want to say thank you in front of many people. And that's also what happens on Purim. What happens on Purim, it's a tremendous time of, of achva, of reus, of, of sending packages one person to the other, of giving money to the poor people so they can be happy. It's a tremendous time of reconnecting Adam the gratitude that we feel toward Hashem for bringing us close to Him is something that overflows out of the boundaries. It's something that we want to express to everyone and it connects each person to the other person. This salvation that we had as a nation, this salvation of Kal Yisrael during the days of Purim is something that we recognize by connecting one person to the other. And that's something that we see in the Korban Toda. It's also a time of connection from one person to the other. Because when we express our thanks to Hashem in front of others, it gives us a greater sense of gratitude. It gives other people a sense of gratitude. It connects us all to Hashem. Thank you for listening. Have a Freilich and Purim, a joyful Purim, and a wonderful Shabbos.